Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, hello. Welcome. Welcome back. Hello. Hi. Good Welcome week. back. Another week. We almost had a, a hundred. We creeping towards a hundred of these We're things. We're in there. We're in the 90s. I could check, but yeah, I'm not going to. Celebration. Yeah. Fireworks. I think it's sometime in October. Set Chris, how are you? Candle off my basement. There you go. Chris, how's things? I'm well. Had a Excellent. good week. Did some cool stuff that I haven't done in a while. And, uh, yeah, that's what we got. Watching drunk old people fall down, almost fall down steps all night long. It was a, yeah, it was a party. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I went to wrestling. How was that? Yeah. Garden State Pro Wrestling. I was a little on the, um. Actually. Were, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think you were at MST, dude. Anywhere but where Taven shows up, is to, it becomes Madison Square Taven, right? <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Madison, uh, yeah, it was Madison Square Taven, all right? We went to, uh, I went to Garden State Pro Wrestling up in North Jersey in lovely Roselle, New Jersey. Ever been to Roselle, New Jersey, Brandon? No, never even heard of Roselle. Chris, Roselle, New, New Jersey. Ever seen the place? Yeah, it's the um, birthplace of... Uh, Pete Rosell, I believe, former oh, there NFL commissioner. That's why they named it town that. They changed the name to it. Yeah. yeah. Rosell, New Jersey. Uh, drove up there with a family member, a ridiculous family member that I asked at the last minute because I had nobody to go with and I wasn't going to go alone. And he said yes, surprisingly. So we cruised up there in the afternoon, ended up there around 5 o'clock. Pull up. Uh, it's in a ice skating rink. In the middle of a beautiful park in the middle of Jersey, I'm looking up places to eat. Now, this guy I went with, the person I went with, is uh, very meat and potatoes described. So I was like looking around. I'm like, oh, let's find you a steakhouse. Let's go for a steakhouse. I find a steakhouse in the middle of town. So we cruise into town. It's like uh, pretty much Little Columbia, which I was not expecting. I was very excited when I saw it. I was like, this is amazing. Amazing town. A lot of Colombians. Colombian restaurants all over the place. But I knew for a fact that he was not going to eat anything with any spice whatsoever. So we ended up going to a diner. And uh, he didn't like any of that food either. So <laughs> we ended up going to wrestling. And uh, we had a good time. Anyway, it was fun. Yeah. I saw uh, Jungle Kiona. We saw a Yuyu Uemura. And then they called for intermission. And I looked at him. I was like, eh, we got an hour and a half to drive home. Are we ready to go? I saw who I wanted to see. He was like, yeah, sure. So we hopped in the car. And lo and behold, after I left... Madison Square Taven showed up. So disappointing that Matt Taven was there and I wasn't. Brandon, thoughts on Matt Taven? Surprise guest, one of the greatest of all time. You want to Leveled MSG. Uh, I don't know how much of a story it is, but we went to that New Japan Supercard with Ring of Honor, and uh, there's a stark difference in the two two groups of what show you were there for. And uh, Matt Taven, I guess, won one of the Ring of Honor belts in, in what was their main event. And they were selling Ring of Honor merchandise with the MSG logo, but it was uh, purple. And instead of Madison Square Garden, it was a Madison Square Taven. Uh, one of the dumbest wrestling T-shirts I think that you'll ever see. Uh, I still I still check on uh, pro wrestling tees every once in a while because at some point it's going to be 4.99, and that's when I will buy it. I will scoop that up at 4.99. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. People were very upset that Matt Taven. One and then they all left. So Matt 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 Taven holds a little a little place in my heart. I will always remember Madison Square Taven. We were there the night Madison Everybody Square left. Taven. Half of the arena left. Yep. And uh, we're so angry that they left because Madison Square Taven won, <laughs> and it made them so mad that they missed Kazuchika Okada win the IWGP yeah. title back from Switchblade Jay White. Yep. In a show that was essentially a New Japan show, not a Ring of Honor show, I, I, I sense the only people that think Ring of Honor is important are the people that are Ring stadium. of Honor fans. Yeah, that's it. Like, but you know, like I'm not a huge NBA fan, but I sense its importance in the landscape of American sports. Right? I mean, like, it's not like I'm not going to sit here and go. It's fingers. like it's fucking it. It's just, I mean, even with even with professional wrestling, I don't watch WWE, but 
I get it's the biggest company out there and has the most draw. <laughs> so I don't know. I just find it funny that like they Ring of Honor fans, I think, have always overemphasized its its uh, importance. Mm-hmm. Now, it's funny because they got to be pulling or at least they were near the end. They had to be pulling the same numbers that impact TNA impact was. Like people coming to the show is like no one. Do people look at impact as as important as Ring of Honor? You think even Impact think so. fans think that way? I don't think so. That's yeah. why I mean it's not like like nobody. It's almost like nobody. Like even Impact fans, are like, yeah, whatever. It's the wrestling that comes to my house, close to my house, so I go. Right. And they do have some people. I, I I guess like even like Ring of Honor. We always we went to Ring of Honor to see New Japan guys. Right. We never went to see Ring of Honor dudes. But they had like all the main eventers that are available today in both companies were worked in Ring of Honor at some point. Yeah, but we'd seen a bunch. I'm trying. I'm trying to think like yeah. I mean, they, like they, Adam Page point, was was like some young guy that was with uh, that fucking the guy with the bald head that had the uh, yeah whatever. What was that dude's name? I saw him at ringside in ringside an AEW show. Stone Cold recently. Steve Austin. What was his guy name? Guy was bald head. Stone Cold. It wasn't Stone Cold. <laughs> I wish it was um, Stone they were called. They had a group, and he was like uh, the dude in the group. And he yeah, he was like the leader. He, well, he, he was essentially their Kevin Sullivan is what yeah. he was. And they kidnapped Carino's kid. Yep, and Carino's kid turned evil. Turned evil. Cheeseburger. You know Dad, I don't remember. I want to look him up. We'll figure yeah, it ahead. out. Yeah, Brandon. Do you know anyone? You guys know more wrestling people than I do. Would either of you say you know anyone that considers themselves an Impact Wrestling fan? Not that I know of. Dude, you think I know more wrestling people? I know like two other people that watch wrestling. Three other people. I was realizing this when I was like, besides the people that are like involved, like the three of us, and the people we know that like occasionally we go to shows with, that's the only people I know. I don't know. I guess I just when I say no, I mean when you would have WrestleMania or something at Lorraine, we would get oh, some, right, right, right. some guys that were like wrestling guys. Yeah. Nakamura guy that would stand right in front of the TV the whole time and scream. Uh, the guy with the long hair and the the brown teeth that was pretty funny. Oh, uh, the guy with the with, with the ripped underwear. Oh. And he had the shitty draws <laughs> yeah. on. Fucking forgot about that shit. Jesus Christ. Uh, remember BJ Chris. Whitmer? Remember um, uh, the girl that was dressed up like Paige. Who might have been Dean underage? Girl? What was her name? What were we calling her? Did we call her Dean Ambrose girl? Dean Ambrose girl. She was a huge fan <laughs> of Dean Ambrose, but she was dressed like Paige. Yeah. Okay, Chris. It was wild. It was wild. Uh, B.J. Whitmer was B.J. Whitmer. That was his name. And his uh, stable was the Decade. Yeah, the Decade. I guess mm-hmm. it was ten and years that's in the Ring of Page Honor, and they were like, "Yes, okay, yeah, that's where Adam Page came from." Anyway, this is very intriguing conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a Jimmy piping Jacobs. hot start. Oh God! <laughs> if last <laughs> week's if last week's episode was boring, and it was, I have to listen to him back. It was pretty boring uh, until the very end when we got laughed at. We up. stunk. We, <laughs> we stunk, stunk last week. There was nothing to talk about. We just fucking. We didn't stink. Wrestling stunk. Wrestling stunk. But uh, this week could start off hot. Let's talk about stardom. All right, I'll remind everybody if you want to get caught up on this stuff. They give you pretty much the finishes to all these fucking shows on their YouTube channel. Go subscribe to their YouTube, YouTube channel. Uh, watch We Are Stardom. Watch the highlights. You can pretty much get the gist of everything that's going on that isn't a pay-per-view. But first, they had the, the pay-per-view. They had a Yokohama Budokan five-star uh, tournament show. Uh, we got we were blessed with uh, Sayakami Tani versus Suzu Suzuki in a wild-ass fucking match. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, Jimmy's number one favorite wrestler of all time. He's got a keychain to prove it. That's right. Uh, I saw first time that these two uh, young stars are going head to head. It was a violent one, yeah. So Kasai Kamatani kind of ahead of her you know, early in their career, but Suzu Suzuki gets the the first head to head victory. From a lot more to come from these two, I'm sure. Yeah, Chris, thoughts? I'll tell you what, Suzu Suzuki. It's you know there are a lot of a lot of wrestlers out there that are not her age that are much older and been around a, a lot longer and sell a whole lot less than she does. Like she's always on. Interesting thing about Suzu Suzuki and one of the knocks, 
one of the things that she gets is her character, what she is, how she acts. It's defined at 19, now 20. She just turned 20. And it's similar to what Maki Ito was praised for. Like, her character and all her character work was all very entertaining. But Su Suzuki's a fucking athlete, too. And she's an amazing professional wrestler. While Maki Ito, it took her years to figure this out. She figured Su Suzuki's already figured out the hard part, which is developing a character. And she just so happened to be an amazing professional wrestler. Yeah, fucking go out of your way to check out anything Su Suzuki's involved in. Especially some of these death matches, too. It's pretty fucking wild. And I will tell you this, too, because there's a couple spots in that match where it gets really messy. Yeah, a little clunk because they're yeah, because they don't clunk. haven't worked before together. Yeah. Right. It gets a little clunk. But when you're fucking always selling and you're always in character and you're working the entire match, all that shit kind of goes to the wayside. You won't even, wouldn't even notice unless you were looking for it. Yeah, like, well, I'm watching it to talk about it. Right. So I'm kind of analyzing it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, you kind of don't care. Awesome. Yeah, right. In, in you don't give a shit. You go, hey, look, oh, they fucked up, but guess what? They're both fucking awesome, so it doesn't matter because two seconds later, I forgot that that happened. And they don't of course, dwell if they on were it. In They're the- not lost in the moment where, oh, shit, we fucked up. What do we do now? They just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? Also- the one thing that like young wrestlers do is just, or in general, you'll have people that will screw up a spot, and then they'll repeat the spot, Ugh. which I can't stand. Like, Dude, that's, oh, terrible. Terrible. that's pretty bad. It's move on to the awful. next one. Yeah, just move on to the next chapter. Give the person a couple elbows in the face and then move on to the next fucking move. I hate when they redo it. They set the person up again and everything. Oh, it's so terrible looking. Or they set them up for 30, 40 seconds and the person's foot can't get on a rope and right. they can't get their foot. And it's just like, just move. Just Like you said, elbow them in the face. Like if they're in the corner, elbow them in the face and throw them on the ground. Yeah, Fuck throw them it. on the ground. Fuck it. Fuck the Screw spot. It. Just and then curse the if you need to. Go ahead, Brian. The only time you can go back to the well on a spot is when it's it's little guy lifting up big guy over his head. Yeah, because he's, you can turn it into like they're struggling. Right. Uh, Azumi versus Utami. Brandon, thoughts? Zumi is <clears throat> racking up some wins here I watched today. Um, these sort of technical sprints that she has, I would, to use a, a dorky craft beer verbiage, their matches are crushable. There you go. Horse blanket. Horse, these horse blanket. IPA. These horse blanket IPAs that she's drinking. Just tweet IPAs. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun one, man. Fucking Zumi's fast. Utami um, slows her down. This is fucking good. This is a good ass fucking match. I loved it. And yeah, like you said, she's racking up the fucking points. I love it. I love a little uh, stars inner inner uh, faction war. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's always competitive. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, we can move on. I think you guys covered it. Uh, Mayu Iwatani versus Julia. This, these two don't fight very often, especially in singles matches. And uh, this was also a fucking nasty one. Julia on the run and beating a piss out of people. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, my God. Violence is the word here again. Uh, yeah, love me some Julia. These two uh, really dishing out brain trauma to each other, dropping each other on the head. I think we get a head butt, all kinds of shit in here. And uh, I like throwing a draw into these. I think it, it helps a lot with the drama late, so you avoid uh, the tie on the last day. I'm, I'm hoping we get Julie in a spot where she's like a point behind and needs to, to surpass somebody. So, Chris? You know, I, I'll relate the, the, the first match that we talked about with uh, Suzu Suzuki and this match. Um, I didn't say it. Like, you know, with the uh, in the first match, there were some messy spots. Not in this one. But... You know, talent wins out, and uh, you know got it got past the messy spots in the in the first match we talked about, and it made you know their the talent between the two of these women. You know, how can it be how can it be bad, right? And the draw was was a nice touch. Yeah, especially since we haven't had any, so it's throw one in there. There you mm-hmm. go. Now you got question marks on the last day, especially since everybody's marching up the fucking standings. Uh, Artist of Stardom uh, title the. Triple the trios, Odeo Tai versus Stars. Um, I always say Starlight Kid and Momo Watanabe are pretty much must watch television. Uh, I had you guys watch this because uh, this is what trios wrestling should be fun and entertaining and quick. And there you go. This is a, this is a quick match. It was a sprint. It was fun. Brandon thoughts? Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. Good stuff all around and uh, kind of mind blowing to see and 
I guess sort of theme of this match is putting over a wrestler who's 18 years old and yeah. uh, looks at uh, physically, but not performance wise. And Starlight Kid did a nice job of kind of helping her get over with some big kickouts and, sh- and shit here. So interesting. Yep. 18 year old Hanan, who is the artist, uh, the future of stardom champ. But I think she has to go back to high school, so she's going to lose that belt soon. So. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Nuts. Uh, Chris, thoughts? Um, you know, I, Momo's probably my favorite wrestler to watch right now. <laughs> First of all, she comes down to the ring with the wrench. Nobody thinks to take it away from her. Nope. <laughs> she just, just comes down with it. She, this one, she was banging it on the belt, mm-hmm. tapping it on the belt. Her, her... Just her character work, her facial expressions. Isn't this the woman that uh, Meltzer said was too out of shape to be in the main card at mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom, and they took out, took her out? Yes, yes, it was. Isn't that what he 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 claimed was fact? He was fat shaming so, uh, 20, uh, 20, 20, at the time she was twenty years old. Yeah, so I just I have in my notes notes, so I want to make sure I get it out. Meltzer, I know you're listening. Just for that. Never mind the other shit you say. You're a fucking cunt. This there you go. Fucking, she's awesome. Uh, I think there was a show, a show Ryukin in this match. There was. That's uh, I caught that's, one. Uh, Saki, uh, Kami, uh, Saki Kashima. She does. And uh, start that kid's on fire. I mean, she's yep. on fucking fire, and her promo work is fucking phenomenal. And she, the way she delivers everything. She's losing. Yes. Like she always loses. She rarely ever wins. But it's almost like she's when she, since she became evil, she's unlocked this. She used to be like the underdog. Now she's like punching out of her weight. Man, she makes her fucking engaging all the time, and she looks cool as shit. That's that's hell anyway. Uh, I would like to say real yeah, quick man. though, I, I do I did notice with their with their tag matches, um, they very little of the like shitty tropey ref distractions. Like their way, and I and I, I guess you could say it's New Japan does it's just a Japanese style where it's not distract the ref, bad guys beat up the good guys, and then the good guy goes, come on, ref, look what's going on. They don't do any of that shit. All that stuff is done just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, it's much better. I think it's much better just when they're allowed to kind of go with the flow. And I think we kind of shit on AEW for doing that. But they do the same thing, but I just think we're so accustomed to seeing wrestling in the United States with that. They don't do it this way, so when you watch American wrestling do it, we're kind of, like, not used to it, so mm-hmm. we complain. But Japanese wrestling, there's all this, like, three guys in the ring beating up on one dude, and then the ref just is kind of watching. And I don't know. It kind of works here. Um, so I, I, I'm glad I noticed that cause I might watch some of these AEW tag team matches a little bit differently than I was watching them before after that. Right. I think it's, there's a little difference in between the Japanese wrestling when they do it cause it's established that they want the talent to finish it, the match, and they don't want to be the one that ends it. So they put right. up with a lot more bullshit and they'll also interfere with like Momo pulls out the wrench. The ref will grab it out of her hand if he sees it. Right. Or a chair comes out. If the ref sees it, he'll grab it. As opposed so, to in the other one, they're just, you know, <laughs> fucking AEW. Aerosol so, spraying each yeah, other in I'm the face. I'm going yes. to draw a parallel here, and, and it's going to – it's coincidental that one of these things I'm going to mention is Japanese and the other thing is, is American. But I think it's just when you try to do something – you can't achieve it. It's almost like you have to do it naturally. It has to happen organically. If you force it, it doesn't look right. Um, well, two shows, Iron Chef and Ninja Warrior in in Japan were both great. Then they tried to mirror those things in the United States, and they just came out like shit because it wasn't organic. It was try. We were we're going to try to make this show like the original version. It's just not. It's just like it's not exactly the same. It's like when you try to make like when you try to make camp like really try to make a campy movie it just is like bad like yeah the intentional camp like um yeah uh well traumaville stuff yeah that kind of stuff yeah. it's just like a, which i'm God, sorry if you watch it and you love it that that's your thing that's fine i'm just not right. my thing right i like unintentional camp i like <laughs> yeah shit. i like shit that they're really serious when they're making it like right. oh this is gonna be fucking great right 
Got a stardom titles. Tom Nakanoa and Natsupoi uh, defeated the God's Eye team of Mirai and Amy Suri. Um, Amy Suri gets a lot of this was a match to make her look good, and she looked fucking amazing. Um, and uh, champs retain. Go ahead, Brent. Yeah, I didn't have too much on this one, to be honest. Uh, probably a little bit worn out from the matches before it that I thought were that were great. This was good. Uh, interesting to see tag titles main event this show here. Yeah, um, Chris, you got any thoughts on Nah, you can move on. Yeah. Um, it's just the love affair between Tom Nakano and Natsupoi is becoming, it's just becoming more intense. <laughs> and I saw some, some, there's some video from Ringside where they show, uh, that Unagi, Sayaka, and, uh, Mina Shirakawa are getting upset. And it's not in a way that's like, they're just not holding their weight, if you know what I mean. Like, they're not performing. And Tom's leaving them behind. Tom's going with Natsupoi, and she's getting involved in these important matches, and she's doing these promos about how they're going to, you know, be together forever and all this shit. While the other people that are involved in the in the faction are kind of not doing a great job, especially Unagi. Unagi's fucking two points. So it's pretty interesting. Moving on to Cork and Hall. Not a great show, but there was a couple of really good ones. Uh, the Zumi versus Risa Sarah was really good. Go ahead, Bernie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, this is I watched this one first, and this inspired me after watching the other one to to go with the crushable term again. Seven minutes, speed versus technicality, and easy to watch, enjoyable. Chris, yeah, I'm with Brandon. Kind of a sprint, but it was really good. Yeah, sprints are good. Then we get the big one, the tears one. Uh, Tom Nakano oh. defeats Unagi Sayaka. Uh, yeah, Sayaka was uh, Unagi was pretty upset. And uh, yeah, the, as I was leading into before, it's you can tell that it's like not a thing where necessarily she's upset because she's jealous. I think it's more it has to do with that they're not performing. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're not winning. Unagi Saka was like near the the top of the brackets last year. But there is, I think, the light at the end of the tunnel of all this is that I th- we got tag tournament coming up, and the champs are Tom Nakano and. And uh, Natsupoi, and I think Unagi and Mina Shirakawa might win this tag tournament. Put them in the middle of it. I think this is all built to that. Should be cool. Brand thoughts? Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't totally uh, pick up one before this podcast, the part about how they're failing compared to previous years. But you can still feel that storyline going on within the match itself without knowing that. And Jesus has felt uh, personal. I, the emotional release from both of them at the end, I, I, I thought was good stuff. Um, whoever there is, like... Um, I try to put this properly. Like stardom is still somewhat strange to me sometimes. And uh, this was definitely just the aesthetics of it, I think. And this was one of those moments where there you're watching these, these fucking two women crying in the ring and shock and exhaustion. And they're like immediately uh, pumping in like piano pop EDM <laughs> over it. And it's just like that. That's very stardom aesthetic and like very silly to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. No, I'll tell you, man. I, I the emotion. It's just, <laughs> I love it. A year ago, and and I think this might be a little bit of a roadblock for American wrestling fans trying to watch Stardom. A year ago, I would have been like, "This is what the fuck? Like, this is just too much." Mm-hmm. It's almost verging on. It, it's not verging. It is in full overdone silly mode when you get to that oh point, yeah it's so emotional but right. once you understand the way these stories are told it's completely necessary i think maybe brandon this might make make a little sense to you because of what you were saying like it's it's being when you're used to watching american wrestling and they're essentially like, I am walking down this ramp now. Like the, everything they do, they're basically just, it's so obvious, right? I'm going to make a right and go up the steps. Like everything is like, like they don't actually do that. But the emotion is, there's no subtlety. You get punched in the face with everything that happens. You can tell this guy's going to turn on that guy six months before it happens. It's just a matter of when and how they pull the trigger. So I think when you're accustomed to watching American wrestling and then you see subtlety and actual character work and like real drama and you're kind of like, what's happening here? This isn't the way it's supposed to be. And it takes you a minute to kind of wrap your head around it. But 
you know, they do it well, and it's it, it's got me hooked. I love it. Exaggerated melodrama. I love it. It's like a soap opera. Isn't that what we're yeah, watching yeah. for? The soap opera aspect. Yeah, Brandon. Drama. I, I completely agree with you, Chris, and that you know that's a really good point. I think the part that makes it as funnier to me, and and you touched on this, is just the like teen poppiness to to so much of it over the top, which is it, like really adds that that goofy layer to it, which I think is appropriate. But but in that moment, I was like, will they fucking turn this song down? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is that it's teen poppy, but. Both Tom and Unagi Sayaka are both in their 30s. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah, be able yeah. to tell by looking at them, but yeah, they're in their 30s easily. Uh, last match in the card, uh, Mayo Iwatani and Suzu Suzuki. We're going to talk a lot about Suzu Suzuki in the next few weeks. Um, I always talk about her, and I'm going to talk about her some more. Uh, another one. Fucking uh, this one, Mayo pulls out the win. Suzu goes for the finisher. She gets rolled up. This was a fucking good one. Okay. Yeah, uh, very entertaining for the duration of it. Uh, Jimmy's number one favorite wrestling to play in it, Suzu Suzuki, is a keychain to prove it. Um, he, Suzuki kind of crushes her. I mean, they, they're firing each other all over the ring. Uh, it's, it's usually Suzuki doing it. And uh, she goes back to the well one too many times, gets rolled up like you referenced, and she's like in shock about it. She starts kind of fucking up the ref. Uh, fun for the majority of it. Don't know how I feel about the finish. Not saying I don't like it, but I was like, hmm. Chris, good. You know, I don't know. Maybe I saw this. Maybe I re- maybe it didn't happen, and I think it happened. But I could have sworn I saw Mayu fucking cheat and grab her tights at the end. She did. She grabbed her tights at the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was eye. I was like, holy shit! She just fucking cheated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was awesome. I she's love not it. Above it's like, you know, she's yeah, like the dumbass love- baby face, but she's not above cheating. It's like uh, Tanahashi isn't above cheating either. Eh. Yeah. You got to win. You got to win. Good eye. I don't think anybody saw that. No, I caught it. I caught oh. it. I heard you guys talking about it. And I was like, did I, maybe I didn't see that. Maybe it was just her hand was there, but I was like, nah. And then she, uh, Suzu Suzuki immediately went after the ref. Yeah. You know, grab my fucking grab tights, my fucking you tight. motherfucker. Right. And he's like, lose it there. So standings times. Okay. I'll go from the bottom. Uh, red stars. We got, uh, Unagi and Momo, uh, Kogo, who are both eliminated with two points. Uh, Saki. Who is still in it? She's got eight points. Saki Kashima's got eight points. My Sakurai with nine points. It looks like she's leading towards maybe a death match. Uh, we'll talk about that next week, I guess. Uh, Kogum's got ten. Utami Hayash, the cha. Uh, Siri and Himika both have, t- all three of them have twelve. We have Risa Sarah on thirteen. And then tied at the top, we have Azumi, Tom Nakano, and Micah with fourteen points. Micah making a run at the end here. She always seems to be in the middle of it. And in blue starts, this is where it starts to get messy. So Hanan's out. She's got zero points. Saida's got four points. Um, this is with, I believe, yesterday's results involved. Mina Shirakawa's got six. Momo Watanabe is out with six points. Uh, cheated a little bit too much. Suzu Suzuki. She's got three matches back. She's got eight points. She's climbing. Starlight Kid's got ten. Natsupoi's got ten. Amy Suri's got ten. Then we got Amayo Iwatani with 11, and then we got a three-way tie in second place. Saikamitani, Mirai, and Julia. And on top, who hasn't a person who hasn't won a match in a while, Hazuki, with 14 points. So there you go. So that fucking last match, as I said, from the moment we started doing covering this, that last match between Suzu Suzuki and Julia on the last day is going to be fucking big. I think she's got th- Suzu Suzuki's got three matches left, two points each. So that gives her 12, right? She could get there, I guess. Momo's out. I'm I'm not watching anymore. Like maybe rough percentage-wise, how far into this? We're almost done. The problem is is that we had some issues with uh, Suzuki being injured. So she's banging out a bunch of matches now. Uh, The last day, I believe, is is uh, October 10th. So So maybe like... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Ask I was going to say, like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe this isn't the best time to do it, but, you know, right before we get to the end here, we know we don't know what's going to happen. Who would you say are the biggest, like, movers and shakers up the up the uh, stardom power rankings to date due to right. this tournament? Best performance from the tournament, you think, so far? Yeah, just like the whose who's, uh, reputation has sort of climbed the most through this, maybe not just based off of wins, but... Right. So, well, I just been on bangers. I guess Azumi, Risa Sarah, who isn't part of 
start him, but she's been great. Himika's been okay. Siri loses a bunch, but somehow has 12 points. I think her tournament's done. I don't think she's had a great match in this whole tournament, but neither has Utami or any of the big dogs. They've kind of just been there to lose a couple of matches. My Sakurai's been entertaining. Saki's been cool. Um, Suzuki's been awesome. Starlight Kid loses, but she's good. Not to play. Amy Sore, she's another girl that's newer. She's climbing up. But, like, at the top, I think Julia's been the most entertaining wrestler in this fucking thing. She just has such star power. I mean, Mariah's really good, too. But Julia, like, top to bottom, has so much star power. She looks like, you know, like she should be the champ. She looks like the fucking champ, Julia. So every time she comes to, you know, every time I know she's on the show, I immediately run to go watch it. You know what I mean? Which is probably the highest compliment you could get. <laughs> right. She's got drawing power. Her looks, her moveset, everything. It's great. Her song, the whole thing. Well done. Julia's the best. We all love Julia, as she likes to tell us. Uh, How'd we do, boss? I think our stardom reviews are getting a little better here over time. I think so. Trying to find this uh, (laughs) stardom in fucking... So they got this show. I I thought I had it here. Maybe not. Yeah, whatever. We'll talk about it next week. They got a pay-per-view. We're not going to be able to watch it. Uh, They got this uh, stardom and showcase show where it's... uh, so there's Stardom Earth 1, which is the stardom that the five star is happening in. And then there's Stardom Earth 2 with, like, hardcore matches and um, the the whole skeleton thing, choking Rosie Ogawa is in there and a false count everywhere matches. So they got these wild-ass fucking matches. I had them listed, but I can't find them. Whatever, we'll talk about them next week. We can't watch them for a week anyway. So there you go. That's our stardom. Any questions, concerns, thoughts, anything? Before we move on, right? No, I'm good. Chris? No, we're good. Okay. Move on to AEW. First up, uh, Malachi Black. He is officially leaving. He uh, made a statement saying that basically he's dealing with the mental, emotional, psychological, every single type of of problem you can have, physical, and he needs some time off. He said he'll be back, but... um, According to Meltzer, Meltzer said he was trying to leave, but they won't let him out of his contract, whatever that means, whatever Meltzer means. And um, immediately the internet shows its true face and doesn't care about his mental or physical well-being and just starts saying, go WWE! He's going WWE! He's going going with his wife. Also, they're breaking up. Him and his wife are divorcing. It's a good time. Social media is amazing. It's done so much for the world. Brandon, thoughts? On social media? <laughs> oh, uh, God, we don't we got enough fucking bandwidth to talk about that. Of course, yeah. I mean, I would expect absolutely nothing different than for them to uh, react like that. And right at the top of the pack here, if you Google Malachi Black leaving, you get a uh, top news article. In quotes, he wanted to go to WWE. Dave Meltzer on Malachi Black leaving AEW. Uh, so fucking course. King Goober of, of the IWC is, is uh, driving that story along. But good for him, Malachi. Uh, I'm surprised. I, I like when, when people do this if they need to, which should happen more. Um, um, and if he has the financial ability to take some fucking time off and get his head and body right, do it. Tear that smock. Chris, thoughts? <laughs> A little rending. Never heard anybody? Mm-hmm. A little. <laughs> um, yeah, he's. Uh, it's amazing to me that, like, I. I I don't even know how to say it. Like, I don't even know how to put it. It's that fucking goober, Meltzer, he, it, he, you're the one he's going to talk to. Oh, I got the scoop. <laughs> Where did you hear this? Can you Someone please name a source? He never <laughs> Just one. Aunt, Just, Aunt Sherry. Right, Aunt Sherry that he went to the tennis match with. What was it, Andrew I, Federer? I, Who did they go say? Roger Federer was. I said Andrew Kenny Federer. Oh, so there Kenny Andrew Omega's Federer? to Roger Federer here. That's right. She usually likes tennis, but she saw the Young Bucks and was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's um, so funny. I forget about that. Sorry to interrupt. That guy was nah, fucking right. sleeping in a tiny little cruise room with his aunt on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the Jericho on a pro wrestling cruise. Was his aunt or his cousin? Doesn't matter. Pretty, I feel like it was it his was aunt. Cousin. It's better if it's his aunt. It's his aunt. If it's his cousin, it's like they're fucking. If it's their aunt, he's also fucking her. It's 107. She's like fucking. Like, <laughs> walking, he, around, uh, walking around on her fucking four-way walker. A walker with tennis balls on. Uh, 
Like, the, like when, I don't want to scrape up the hardwoods of the boat. <laughs> the, old lady, the old lady that stands and plows over. He's walking in. <laughs> like Doing that. the fire? Like, yeah, the fire. Yeah. Um, hey, I think he made a comment um, in his statement about uh, promises that were made that weren't kept. Um, you know, and we always talk about this. Like, whoa, I mean, he was told he was going to be champ. Maybe he was told he was going to be in some. Fe- I, I don't think a lot of these guys aren't like going to be champion or I'm not coming. Yeah, what's the point? Like it's got to make only sense. There can only be one champ at a time. And right. There's Fifty people and, on the roster. Right. Just give me something cool to do. Right. And they never really they they didn't flush out anything. They never fleshed out anything with that dude. It was always just kind of like a half step, right? Like, well, uh, we'll go into a storyline. And uh, now I would say the Miro thing probably didn't happen because obviously this guy was hurt. Um, but, you know, it's just who knows? That's the one thing about this that, you know, when you hear these guys like Melter talk like it's fact, none of us know. No, we never will either. Right. You never will. And it's the nature of what these guys do. It's the nature of wrestling that they keep everything or they try to keep everything a secret. So anytime you hear the only thing we do know is that we saw Kenny Omega in Japan with bite marks on his arm. So therefore, a steel actually bit him. Yeah, that's it. That's true. Or what or did or did. Was that from Larry? Did Larry bite him when he was trying to rescue him? No, it's when Ace Steel turned into Larry when he he anamorphed. He was like, Snoop Doggy, dog, brother, (laughs) Brandon, final look? No, I'm good, man. Also, uh, it's just news that just I just found out about about I don't know 30 minutes ago. Uh, Sammy Guerrera said he was pretending he was leaving, and he had to watch his blog to find out. And then he said, "Let's think about leaving because nobody appreciates me, like Cody, but I'm not. I'm gonna stay." So there you go. Thoughts? You don't care. <laughs> One pathetic <laughs> loser. What a fucking loser. AW Dynamite. Let's talk about it. All right. Yeah. Ooh. Build up to a Grand Slam Tournament of Champions, the semifinal. John Moxley defeats Sammy Guevara. There you go. Brandon, thoughts? Sorry, I was pulling up that you are one pathetic loser, dumb and dumber clip. We're, we're doing Moxley versus... Yeah, sure. <laughs> you are one pathetic loser. You are one pathetic loser. We should start doing that. We should start being like a like a shitty morning show and start having like cute... Like, I'll, get, I'll get one of those things. Yeah, the... the spin yeah there you go oh, oh. hey <laughs> welcome to the show this is wrestling is hard podcast <laughs> 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 oh, 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 oh. it's 78 degrees right here in south new jersey drop it low right drop, drop 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 <laughs> you gave me just what i needed there you go that's right nigga. <laughs> Do like fucking the guy yeah, that talks over all the sings the songs, you know? <laughs> the Gator with the hater. Gator, Gator. Yeah. If you're not from the Philadelphia area, look up the Gator with the hater. What's his real name? Jerry Blavitt. Yeah, Jerry Blavitt. Tried to take my now current wife home with him one night because he's a jet bag. <laughs> there you go, small world. Jerry the jet bag. Jet bag. Jerry the jet bag. <laughs> Any thoughts? We we don't have a uh, also I'm like sorry real... also also ahead, if you're not from finish the your story area, yeah, Chris. if you're not from the Philadelphia area you're gonna have to Google jet bag because apparently that's only something from up here. Really? Jet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our stepfather used to call us jits, and we deserved it. We were yeah, What is it? Is it? I'm, I always assume jit is a just a single piece of jizz, a single jizz, one is squirt. It's one squirt. <laughs> one squirt of jit. That's like, all you are is one. You're one jizz. Like when you're like pull that rubber off, that's your bag. Just one random John comes out, drips out the front. That's one jit. We all started it as one, as a jit in a jizz. There you go. One single individual sperm cell inside of jizz. There you go. We got a science lesson. There you go. 
Thanks, guys. I think uh, Thanks for I'm laughing in. though about we don't have a like a real soundboard going back to that, and it's just Chris with like a table full of shit that he's just like manually <laughs> using, like he's breaking <laughs> like, plates on the ground next the, to him. And I like that he's like, yeah, I'm gonna use one of those. <laughs> Battle things that little kids use on New Year's. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Uh, it's like those fucking um, the old like 30s and 40s yeah, radio, radio dramas. dramas. He's got like a foot pedal that sets off a cuckoo clock. The Lone Ranger. Oh no, he's got a gun. Pop a balloon. The Rifleman. <laughs> hey guys, uh, listeners, Con. this is how good fucking Dynamite was. No, it was okay. Yep. I guess good. Yeah, thoughts on yeah, this match. matches here. Um, I, th- I thought it was interesting that they put both of these semifinal matches on Dynamite. I don't know what that says about uh, Rampage, Rampage, or or uh, what they think about the ratings on Wednesday. What they, how much they care about the ratings on Wednesday. Uh, it's kind of a weird matchup these two together, and maybe it's just my lack of respect for Sammy Guevara. But this felt like one of those matches that shouldn't have been as dramatic as it was. I I don't think you need to try to have a big match uh, with everyone when it comes at the cost of sort of devaluing probably your top guy at this current state of time. Uh, Like you have John Moxley pounding on Sammy Guevara and he's still able to immediately roll in, roll out a Spanish fly and is like good to go right after that. So yeah, the vibe here. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, I don't care about any of this shit. I'll be honest with you. I think they're really forcing a fucking tournament down our throat. Well, they, they are. Can't. We talked about that last week. We just They have no choice. They got to do tournaments. Yeah, I mean, Could've just held I it know. over. Held it over to fucking create a tournament that's what I'm, and build to it. That's what I'm saying. Like, why don't, we, why don't we step? You don't have to immediately do something. Can't you just kind of step back and let it marinate, right? Let some things work themselves out, right? And then come back at a later date and there you go. finish it up for the pay per view. Well, they built. I guess you know? it's because they built this this Arthur Ashe Stadium show up so much immediately after a pay per view. So there's no time to even build to it. So they're like, oh, we got to have a tournament. When in doubt, tournament time. Yeah. Oh well. No storytelling ever. No. Yeah. Tournaments are lazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just a way. Like what we uh, talked we about. The only way do. that a tournament works. Is if it's a destination on your calendar. It happens in the spring. It happens in the fall. It happens in the winter. It happens in the summer. If it's a destination, everything builds to it. Now it has lots of like getting in it is a big deal. I've got to earn my way into this tournament. Like G1 climax. If you're getting in G1 climax, that's a big fucking deal. Because you know that it's prestigious. But when you're just like we th- today, uh, <laughs> what what was the fucking uh, Jim Crockett's wife when she was doing the tag tournament? In the 80s. Here are, Here are the, the top seeds for the annual Crockett Cup. Yeah. Number five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is thrilling radio. That is great. <laughs> Fucking dynamite. You and I get Thanks, that, Tony Cup. You and I get that reference. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's there's nothing to it. He's just like, oh, here's the people, and why do they qualify? Oh, they had a title before. Danielson. He had titles in other companies. He never. I guess Ring of Honor counts. Yeah, they count. Here we Ring go, of Honor. Back I, to the Ring of Honor fucking reference. I will tell you this, and this is where I think they made a misstep. Seriously, you might disagree with me. Whatever. Um, I think if, that if you're in a situation where you're, it's a complete fucking mess, right? So unless, unless one of these guys, either Mox or Danielson, were going to wrestle Punk and win the title from him. So you're just going to just bridge that gap and get to where you were going anyway. So if that was your plan, then this is fine. But really, when you're in a fucking complete, (laughs) what looks like a complete mess as far as your title picture goes and everything else on the show, everything looks kind of messy right now. I think you put the fucking title on Jericho. I think he's guaranteed fucking money. He's a good guy to write the ship as a fucking champion, and you can leave it on him for a while because he never really gets boring. But I think he's, like I said last week, he and supposedly he and Moxley were going on vacay. Yeah. So Moxley ain't winning this fucking thing. It's got to be Danielson that wins. Also, Jericho's, Jericho's also going to take a walk for a while. Also, when you let us know everything that's going on in the fucking business like they do. Yeah. Right? Now there's no suspense. Right. Way to go, guys. Could you imagine being John Moxley and having a ticket to go to a fucking island? Now he's got to cancel it. Did we talk about this already? 
Yeah, we talked about it last week. No, we I did, think. yeah. You Oops, Tony needs me. I would fucking, you know what I would do? I would go Grab right up to all of them, fucking punk, and fucking steal. I pluck fucking Steel's teeth out with a fucking plier so he, he couldn't bite me. Them. And then I would slap all of them, all fucking how many? One, two, three, all five of them. I just slap them like fucking, <laughs> fucking three stooges stuff. Now see me, a son of a bitch. I was supposed to be in Turks and Caicos. <laughs> Turks and Caicos. <laughs> also just like why do we know that like just such a sad state of affairs that we're, we just signed up to do a wrestling podcast for fun and we have to sit and be like well Moxley John Moxley has a vacation booked so right I, I, yeah, I gotta be that guy it's like god damn it <laughs> I just want to watch the fucking show <laughs> well the difference is is that we took all that information and we made it fun and interesting unlike Meltzer who would just be like well um blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that's the not, difference between us and coming here for fact. actually having fun doing this nope. <laughs> short-circuiting fucking robot <laughs> we're back to the fucking yeah <laughs> 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 Yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just praises right sounds the yodeling. <laughs> oh, or the best one when you lose. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Yeah, that way you did well. Uh, what else to talk about? Uh, nothing. Oh, uh, Tony Storm Athena versus Serena Deeb and Britt Baker, decent match. Good one. Keep it up. Keep this going. Keep Tony Storm at the top of the card. That's exactly where she needs to be. Brandon loves. Yeah, agreed. And Jamie Hader uh, continues to be somewhat interesting here. Mm-hmm. Athena also looked spectacular. Chris, thoughts? Um, yeah, she looked great. I miss this. Completely. Her offense always lays in, man. She looks fucking good. Her offense is cool. Her character work I, is. Yeah. That's that's where she's lacking to me. Geek right? Right? She comes down to the ring. She's just too over the top. She yeah, actually people don't geek. really act. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. There you go. I'm trying. She's in there. She's doing it. She is. I'm sitting in front of a wall full of fucking toys. So, (laughs) there you go. And I I have a winner over here. Big Big winner. winner. Yeah, big celebration over here. And that. Oh, look. And I have a stardom pillow. Yo. You can see it. I can see it. You see it? No, you got you got to move over. Oh, there, there you go. go. Perfect. Stardom pillow. I got a nice little shipment from Stardom store. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. All right, uh, how about this? Pre-orders. Uh, yeah, it's all pre-orders. There's nice. just like, uh, just like chains and locks all over that door to the room Jimmy's in. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come here to where I keep my private stuff. <laughs> she hears noises coming in there. She's like, are you in there jerking off again? No, I'm playing with my toys. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing with my toys. I'm playing my toy. This is very important. I'm in, I've got all my action figures, and I'm in the sixth round of the G1 Climax. Climax is the key word. Get out of here. I'm playing with my guys. I'm playing with my men. I'm going to tell you right now, yes. um, during the uh, lockdown portion of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I had straight-up rumbles with like he with and men. I don't give a fuck. Good, Good for yep. you. Let's go. Let's fucking do it. We got to videotape it. Let's do stop motion like friggin' Gumby. Whatever. <laughs> wrestling. I'll just do it with my hands. Who the fuck do we need that stop motion shit? I made it put out one a day. There you go. Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Brandon, thoughts? I like this. Uh, these two genuinely like just make me happy uh, watching them. I thought the whole thing around Danielson's ankle was pretty funny. The faces that Chris Jericho makes are always... 10 out of 10 when he realizes he could just start Killing fucking someone. this guy up, pulling his shoe off for, for like an extended period of time. Uh, and the drama of the LaBelle lock uh, finish on TV, yeah, it's, it's sort of timeless, always works for me. Watching somebody's getting their head, head yanked back from that ringside camera angle. I hope we don't get a uh, limpy, gimpy Danielson for this final. Oh, we are. Then Jerry, then, well, no, let's, let's leave it at that. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is good. I, I love this match. This is great. Danielson's great. Chris, thoughts? 
Um, yeah, back to my review of a match from stardom. How could you go wrong with these two in a match? Both professionals, both know what they're doing. I mean, like, you know, you see the difference, right? We we have a lot of um, deserved fun at Jericho's expense. But, I mean, this, and when it comes to, like, um, you know, just his knowledge of what he's doing or how to conduct yourself or whatever, you know, in the ring, how to sell a television program, a wrestling program, how to make things look good, how to tell a story in the ring. This guy's you know, 90%, 99% of that, um, that, that roster, he's fucking more than head and shoulders above them. You know, this guy's been around since the fucking nineties. So, you know, you're, you're going to get a good match with those two always. I was surprised to see the LaBelle lock finish on TV. I, when I was watching, I was like, oh, these, I'm like, wait a minute. He's not getting to the ropes. Mm-hmm. What's happening? He's going to lose to the LaBelle lock. Cause if I'm not mistaken, not many people lose to that. Not anymore. They used to. No, right. Yeah. Which is good, right? Come up yeah. with new shit. I go to my, and then you can pull ones out of your, pull it out of your pocket every once in a while. It's good stuff. Yeah, it was good. Good stuff. Good match. Highly recommend. Final thoughts on, uh, AW Dynamite. Generally lackluster, but the two, well, the main event was really good, right? And the women's match. Nothing? Okay. Let's move on. AW. <laughs> I, I thought. Fuck me. I thought the. Uh, I was just like, I, I can't get one week off without just mishandling the mute button. I thought the uh, tag match. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the tag <laughs> match. One of our features good. with uh, Swerve and Our Glory against. Penta and Ray Phoenix was it was entertaining as well. They're uh, swerving our glory is kind of quietly racking up some decent tag matches here in a row. And I was just thinking it's amazing that they could have had uh, these two versus New Day in WWE and just never did it. Nope. I will tell you this. Yeah, this real was quick. a good match. I forgot about that one. That was really good. Good. I'll say this. Uh, it, it never fails. I usually don't work on Wednesday nights. Uh, I was working last Wednesday. When the guys in their 50s were watching the the, the uh, baseball game, the Phillies game on one TV, mm-hmm. and they look over in the other and they see, whenever they see and they're like, yo, what is that guy fucking doing? Pentagon. It is always Penta and Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Every fucking time. Yeah. You talk about drawing eyes to a television program. Those two are fucking amazing. Penta's like, I mean, we know that. We talk about it all the time. He's one of the coolest looking fucking professional wrestlers on the planet. Ever. He's amazing looking. Yeah. Fucking skeleton ninja. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Bone breaking skeleton ninja. Yeah. How could you go wrong? Every time anybody sees him walk into the ring. The way he sashays into the ring with his hands back and his chest pushed out. That barrel chest. Straight out of Mexico City, that barrel ass. How much? Amazing. How much Miedo? How much Miedo for Penta, Chris? I'm gonna go with zero. (laughs) I'm gonna go with Seto. He doesn't have any. Yeah, Seto. He's lacking Miedo. Slap the shield. Stick the 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 M fingers right in your face. All right, AW Dynamite Grand Slam card. You ready for this? See what we got. We get Danielson versus. John Moxley for the interim championship. Once again, we get an interim champion, right? We get Swerving Our Glory versus Wait, The Acclaimed. What? Isn't it interim? I don't think it is. I think he was stripped. Oh, it was stripped. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say interim on there. They were all suspended. You get suspended, you lose your title. If they make it interim, then somebody's convinced Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah, Khan got bullied you're again. You're right, you're right. I, I'm just looking at the women's match. So I'll go with the women's match. AEW Interim Women's World Championship. We get Tony Storm versus Serena Deeb versus Athena versus Dr. Britt Baker. Does this get more than eight minutes? <laughs> Gets one commercial break. Yeah. Uh, Swerving our glory versus the acclaim for the tag title. And we get the All-Atlantic Championship. Pack versus Orange Cassidy. Oh, we forgot to mention Ethan Page kicking the pizza guy in the face. Chris, how did, tell me you didn't miss this. No, I saw it. We watched it. I watched it happen. <laughs> I watched it a hundred times. Hey, I'm a Luigi. Oh, and he falls over like walking. I thought this is fucking hilarious. Brandon, did you love it as much as I did? Apparently, Chris did not like it. I was just dumb. Of course. It was dumb. <laughs> so it was just wasn't. It wasn't. No. No. It just. 
it was just uh, no, no. Are you familiar with it. Luigi Primo though? I saw his indie stuff. Okay, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's, it's not awful. even remotely funny. It's, it's so awful. Stupid. It's not even stupid. It's just fucking like dude. It's pointless. It's not like it's so stupid can be very funny. Yeah. It's not. It's just it. You know, um, somebody had made had made a comment about it. Uh, you know, I guess he's gonna get really. He's gonna blow up now. And I'm like, that's too fucking indie, bro. That is way too indie. You know, no, I, don't fuck I don't think he's. Is it rubber? Is the pizza rubber? Yeah, it's rubber. It's rubber. Yeah. I would assume it's just like rubber pizza dough. I wish nah, it was I don't. I don't find it. it that is. That is the. It's downhouse. Danhausen level. It's just fucking. It's. I disagree. I think Danhausen's a little bit remotely. Fun. I think Danhausen's a little bit more. You really got to get it. This guy is just a fucking dumbass pizza man flopping around <laughs> thick ass pizza. He's skinny. He doesn't work. He's not built. He looks like they just pulled him out of a pizza place. They're like, hey, Luigi Primo, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go make a pizza. He loses all the time. I love it. Brandon, what are your thoughts? Settle this debate. Oh man, I, th- I think I gotta go on on your side here, Jim. I mean, just the <laughs> fact that he found on the internet a rubber pizza dough. <laughs> yeah, that is dedication to the fucking craft. <laughs> I was wondering yeah. if he had to have that made. It's so flimsy looking. Like buy. at first, I thought it was cloth. But it, there's a video of him like making pizzas and delivering them to people, and it, he throws it behind him and it lands on the table and it's the way it slaps on the table. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's that's rubber. Does any part of you, Jim, want to buy one and just when you're behind the bar on Sundays, just be just kicking around? A <laughs> I'm pizza. making a pizza. I'm making a pizza. Anybody want a pizza with the friggin' stereotype fucking accent? I don't it's know. Man. So bad. It's dude. terrible. It's so it is. bad. I will say that he is. To me, he is much more entertaining in the stupid level than Danhausen has ever been. I haven't laughed at no. Danhausen once. No, I, 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 yeah, but I find them equally as time wasting. There you go. Like it's not like one's better than the other. No, they're, they're involved in the same segment too. They should wrestle each other. No, it goes out into this. Do you remember? This, did you watch the segment where he gets kicked in the face? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then later, he's basically like, I'm sick of tired of all these jokers coming in here and making jokes, and they think they're funnier, a bunch of clowns. And then Dan Housen comes in, and he's like, yeah, let's take care of it. You know, with his Dan Housen voice, and he's like, yeah, I agree with you. We should take care of all these clowns. And he's like, yeah, you're a Chuck Jones. And he's like, wait, he was talking about me? <laughs> but it was good. I loved it. I thought it was terrible. It's great. There you go. I think he wants to – Is it, it Ethan Page wants to go after this Atlantic Championship. That's Who pretty cares? Much I don't know. I'm just trying <laughs> to make dude, this entertaining, anything man. That, yeah, I get it. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, like... Try, we're under Ethan an hour. Page, None of this a, is entertaining. Fu- <laughs> Ethan Page is the fucking epitome of fucking channel change material. Yeah, he stinks. He's so bad. He was better when he was Who doing cares? that karate. When you watch those clips of him being karate man in fucking Impact. Yeah, like, it's just... I. Fuck. Have you guys watched uh, Dark or Dark Elevation at all lately? Uh, no, last, I, I go right to the women's matches I want to watch, and that's it. I threw it on YouTube last week at like 1 o'clock in the morning just because I'm like, boy, I haven't checked in on this in a year. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I get those, there's a lot of those guys where you're like, I did not, I forgot that guy was on the show two years ago. Right. I got to, like, when we go to AEW, which I don't know if we're going... Like, we're going to go again. I don't know if it's going to be for the TV taping or if it's going to be for this pay-per-view in Newark. I don't know. We haven't discussed it, but I'm telling you right now, I'm not sticking around for fucking Rampage. I don't I don't want to be there for Rampage. I'd rather get there earlier, catch Dark, and then leave after Dynamite. I, there is nothing on Rampage. Unless they're like, here's a death match with fucking Suzu Suzuki's here. Like, there's, they got to really yeah. drag me to go to friggin' Rampage. I don't want to watch that shit. Suzu Suzuki. Sorry. Suzu Suzuki versus John Moxley I'm in there. a fucking death match. I'm with you on that. Um, and I was just thinking, I was just thinking, <laughs> if they like, it just seems that they're gonna tape shows for Dark. They've made like, wouldn't they? Wouldn't you make an attempt to try to sell this to like Channel 17 in Philadelphia? Like Channel 58, Peoria, Illinois, on Saturday morning. Like Ion Atlantic Network. Atlantic City TV. 
Yeah. What is that Ion Network? That used to own Ring of Honor. What's their name? Uh, that was um. Oh God. The the like right wing. Like, We're white. Yeah, what and was we that? want this country for ourselves. <laughs> it was um, um, Sinclair Broadcasting. Sinclair Broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Just it. Sell it to Sinclair. Super, yeah. But, well, Sinclair got had a wrestling property. They got rid of it. They did. Um, I mean, they, not the whole uh, show, but syndication. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. I don't think it would help them. No, it wouldn't. If you're trying to get people to watch your program, giving them dark on fucking like Channel 8 at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning... <laughs> Anybody that sees it is going to be like, what the fuck is this crap? <laughs> Production value is great, but the fucking wrestling is not good. Yeah. Did I get it's all the just cards? people. Just just people. They're just people. <laughs> They're just people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got anything else to talk about? We got AEW Dynamite Grand Slam next week. A couple more five-star fucking matches. Well, we get Momo versus Momo Watanabe versus Suzu Suzuki next week, so that should be badass. Of course, I know all the an- I yeah, know everything that happened already, which is sucks. So it sucks. Yeah, but I get to watch Momo. Yeah, she rules. And her right. half smile, half frown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon, what were you saying? I don't even remember. I said, yeah, that'll be fun. Have we, have we gotten any closer to watching Raw, Chris? You you still tuning in weekly? No. 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 Nah, I've been busy. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to be watching uh, Dynamite Live anymore, which made it easier on me, but I forgot everything. Now i got to watch it on the day off. I don't work Wednesday anymore. Now I have oh. to watch my day off, and I zone out. To so just do it in your free time. Yeah, when, I, when, I, when I'm when i in my free time, I'm starting like, I'm like, and here comes Hobbs, uh, fucking powerhouse Hobbs versus some jobber, and before you know it, I'm playing strong style, New Japan strong style. <laughs> Still! Oh, my God. Yeah, man, they just released uh, Utami and fucking Starlight Kid cards. You better believe I'm playing it. Bang up. That's all I got. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. There you go. All right, let's get out of here then. Very Another very entertaining episode. <laughs> I apologize. There's not much to talk about. It's like um, we. I think we burned ourselves out on the drama of fucking of the the fight. And we're waiting for, like, results, right? Like, that's the most entertaining aspect of AW right now is the drama behind the scenes. Am I sick of it? No. I'm not sick of the drama. I'm sick of the talk and having no answers and people just constantly fucking. The, the, the Young Bucks have changed their profile. Like, being the classic passive-aggressive fucking scumbags they are, they changed their, par- their profile to maybe suspended or something weird like that. It's like. Why do these guys have any power if they can't fucking confront their issues? They have to go on Twitter and do it. Fucking wussbags. Yeah, Brandon. I mean, that's one of the big problems with uh, pro wrestling, and it's kind of why the podcast trends where it does is more often than not, real-life losers being fucking bozos can be more entertaining than uh, real-life losers wrestling. (laughs) Yeah, them well, doing it in real life is more interesting right. than when they're fucking doing it for the TV. Fucking Kenny Omega's over in Japan with Michael Nakazawa recording for the new Yakuza game, doing uh, voice work for that. So I'm assuming he's going to be in that. He's Dude, hanging he out with Kota hair. What's that? He has the worst hair. Yeah, his hair. Yeah. I hate his character. I was watching him. So crinkly. It's- I think his character's going to be like, well, yeah, fucking terrible. Did you ever play a Yakuza game, Brandon? I did, yeah. It's uh, a couple hours. Okay, it was. Yeah. It's like you walk around, you beat people up, and then you do mini games. I mean, it looks great, and it's kind of funny, but it gets, like, any of the, the, eventually you get to the point where the fighting stinks. You're just like, I don't want to fight. I want to go and do a dance fucking, like, a you know, dance-off. I want to go make drinks. They had the thing in the one game where you were a bartender. Yeah, you can get great, like, Yakuza clips, though. Some yeah. of the, like, segue scenes oh, yeah. and, and cutaways are just absolutely outrageous. That's probably the highlight of the game. But, yeah, the kind of, like, button-mashy fighting ten guys at the same time is definitely gets redundant. And there's, like, 14 of those games. Yeah. But he's going to be in it. And he and Ibushi were hanging out. 
So now everybody's talking about how they're fucking. You think they fucking? Ooh, what if the bite mark was from Coda? Oh, fuck, on his dick. That wasn't his arm, that was his dick. He's got a big old hog <laughs> sticking out of his sleeve. There you go. Let's get out of here. Fuck okay, bye-bye now. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. And join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard for Wrestling. Subscribe, follow, tell your friends. For Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim. We'll be back next week, hopefully uh, with some uh, something a little bit more entertaining.